So, hello and welcome to episode two in this year's August Acceleration Series, which is all about reclaiming our potential. And today I am delighted to be able to introduce my guest, who over a period of 25 years has certainly followed her intuition. Her fascination for what really makes us tick has led her to formally train in a variety of healing modalities. And so that includes uh, neurolinguistic programming, psychotherapy, hypnosis, meditation, coaching, and also light kinesiology, which is fascinating, as you're going to hear shortly. She gained, gained incredible insight into the reality of nature um, back in 2012, when she experienced her first spiritual awakening. And that came after being on the enlightenment path for many years. And I'm really hoping she's going to talk to us more about what happened at that time today. She's also been married to a holistic dentist for some years. And so her focus was originally centered all around teeth. And as you'll hear as well, our teeth are incredibly deeply connected into our health and, uh, and, and our emotional histories as well. So this led her to make a number of discoveries. And, um, and she's realized that they were just the tip of the iceberg. And this extraordinary therapy that her work has evolved into has been able to do so much more. So here to discuss her journey and how she made these incredible discoveries, please welcome Sam Cooper. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mel. I'm absolutely delighted to be here today and to share my insight into the therapy that I, I do. Um, I think you know, starting my journey back, I think it was 90 in the mid 90s, actually, when I started to get into personal development, I was really interested in healing, I was really interested in just, just understanding what made me tick. Um, I had had fairly a, a, an uneventful childhood, I think, apart from the fact that, uh, um, apart from a, a, a small near death uh, near death, uh, near death experience, um, which, yeah, I nearly drowned when I was about four. So actually that I think opened something within me. Um, and it was many years after that, that I was just, I'd been in the music industry for a, for a few years and I wasn't really getting anywhere. And it just felt like I was moving in the wrong direction. And I had a pull. I just had this pull to discover more about who I was and the true nature of reality. So I got into things like I can remember the years when I was actually looking at the 19, Nightingale Conant tapes. You know, we had the, the likes of Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra. And I just love listening to that stuff and, and, and just discovering more of what who we were about. I, I was also on that journey at the same time as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just fascinating. And, and, and then, you know, I got into the books by uh, Dr. Dyer and then I got into all sorts of uh, NLP. I was very interested in NLP because I had a wonderful mentor um, who I was very fortunate to meet in 2001. And he helped me really explore personal development um, areas of the mind, neuroscience, and introduced me to certain healing modalities, which I really, really loved. One of them was vortex healing, which I did for 10 years. And another one, I think I, I did Reiki, I became a Reiki master and did that for many years as well. 
But I think I, I, it just wasn't enough. There was more I had to learn. And so I explored um, coaching. I went into psychotherapy. Uh, I did hypnotherapy. I did study psychotherapy for, for three years. And it really helped me to kind of look at different behaviors and how the mind was, you know, how the mind could actually um, create more than we realize. Okay. And it was during that time that I, funnily enough, I got very, very sick mm. and I couldn't understand what was really going on with me. And I went to the doctor and the challenge that I had was I was going into um, what I thought was, was menopause. My biggest challenge came where in, in um, about 2016 when I was actually diagnosed with abnormalities of the womb. Um, the consultant I saw actually wanted to do a hysterectomy on me. Um, I wasn't happy about having a hysterectomy because I wanted to understand because of all the things that I'd actually uh, worked on during you know, uh, my time, my experiences in, in NLP, psychotherapy and healing, I knew that there was a potential for me to heal myself and I just wasn't prepared to have surgery and um, so when the consultant suggested that I had a hysterectomy I I just left the office I said no that's not going to happen leave it with me and it was only six months later when I returned for a for a scan and between then and the six months in during the six months I actually went and looked at all my notes that I had gleaned over the past so many years about healing, going inside, understanding who we are, understanding what the, the disease is trying to communicate to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know that there's a bigger picture here because it wasn't about just chopping everything out of me. And during the course of that six months, I got into changing diet. I looked at supplementation. I went inside and started to trust myself and trusting my intuition as to where I was guided to go. And I came across quite a lot of blockages, emotional blockages that I'd, I thought I'd dealt with because I'd been on that path for a very, very long time. And I'd been dealing with that stuff for a very, very long time. And so I started working and clearing a lot of this emotional baggage, which was hanging around. Um, and it was when I went back for the scan and the scan came back completely clear. Whatever was there, which they thought was cancer, I had reversed. And for me, it, I knew that I could do it. I just knew that I could do it. It, it. it was empowering for me to discover that the body just wants to heal itself. The body is not trying to attack us. It's not trying to make us feel worse. It's actually trying to heal us. And this work led me to discover the work of Dr. Geert Harmer. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Geert Harmer was an oncologist from uh, Munich. And he uh, discovered um, this uh, Germanic new medicine, which I started to look at because he had had a tragic loss when he his son was killed. And three months later, 
he discovered he had testicular cancer. Now, he could see that there was a connection between the testicular cancer, his grief and the loss of his son. So he actually went and asked all his patients uh, on the oncology ward it, about their experiences when they first started to experience the symptoms and what had happened maybe 18 months to two years earlier. And he had discovered in every single case that they'd all had a trauma. So he also undertook CT scans of their brains. And what he discovered was these little points, what he would call um, DHS or um, Dirk Harmer syndrome. These little, they were like little concentric circles that he found in the brain in various points. And they all um, connected with the organs. So, and these were the. Um, I'm just, just. I mean, this is so fascinating. How did he know they connected with the organs? Now, this is yeah. This is interesting. He could see where the brain relay was in uh, in the brain, and he connected on the meridians where those organs were, and he could see that there were connections, uh, and they, you know, they they were the same for all his breast cancer patients, they would all be located in this, uh, connected with the cerebellum, which is where the point for the right breast glands, left breast glands are located. And he was able to talk to these patients and help them understand where these uh, and how these traumas started. And he would explain to them what the different traumas represented. So with the cerebellum, for instance, we're looking at what he would call as uh, attack conflicts. And these were attacks on integrity. So, you know, there, there are so many different points. And I think Germanic new medicine is, is something that is, is quite a complicated subject to get into in this, in this um, program. So I won't go too much into it. Otherwise I won't have any time left to talk about my therapy. Yeah. And I must talk about my therapy. <laughs> it's well, very exciting. It's well, very your, th exciting. your therapy blends all of this anyway. Well, that's the thing it, you know, for, for when I discovered all of this, it was, it took me um, a few years because what happened is I, uh, I studied like kinesiology, which was a wonderful therapy created by um, Renzo Cellani, uh, Dr. Shabir Pandor and Nicole Peshman. They were they originated this and they you combine these biophoton realignment mirrors mm -hmm. with um, what we would call amplifiers or plates, which uh, were, were small plates made of a special acrylic. To give you an idea of actually what the what the biophoton mirrors look like, these are the ones that have the the frequency. Oh, there we go. So this is what they are. That's my my big uh, quantum gold mirror, and this is my mini. Oh, there we go. So now each of those have a very special filter on them, which actually is made up of is quartz crystal mm -hmm. so it really enhances um you know the whole the whole thing and brings in 
the most appropriate because they're made up of different metals. They bring in the most appropriate um, frequencies from the light spectrum. And it's these that we test for because obviously there will be a particular mirror that will clear a particular type of blockage. But we never know because it always changes. It's what the innate wisdom wants on the day. And these would amplify the biophotons within the person's morphogenetic field. So, okay, so I'm going to just pause you there for our audience to just explain, if you could just explain what you mean by biophoton, but also the morphogenetic field. So the morphogenetic field is the field that it can also be considered the electromagnetic field. It can also be considered the light body. But I refer to it as the morphogenetic field because it carries all the information about the individual within that field. So it'll look at, you know, it'll have the the various subtle bodies uh, uh, within that. But it'll also contain information about your genetic makeup. It'll contain information about your ancestors. It'll contain information about your health, your perfect health blueprint. And we know that we can get access to this using biophoton therapy. But in addition to using the biophoton therapy, I have uh, set up a quantum field, which I use with the pod. And it's a wellness unit, mm -hmm. which I use in combination with this. And it's, it's a fantastic addition because what I'm doing, the intention is set right at the beginning of the uh of of the session that we look at the person's health blueprint and we bring that information the intention is that we bring that information through the um uh, in we bring that through into um uh the session and we do that with intention mm -hmm. now our intention is very, very powerful when we really focus. And the idea is that when we move our thoughts out of the way, when we, and this is a very important thing when I'm testing, okay, that we actually are neutral when we are testing. What what um, what I'll just uh, add, obviously, is that, in my background, I've, I've I've also trained in kinesiology and I used to use it an awful lot. And that is such a being neutral is such a critical place for the tester to be in uh, as well, isn't it? Because um, because our because we are creator beings and our intention is so incredibly strong. And so the thoughts that we're holding in our own body, as well as what we might be holding for the for the client on the bed um, does have an influence, isn't it? Well, yeah, it does. Absolutely. And the thing is that with, you know, when we look at neuroscience with the left brain, the left brain is the interpreter. It is the storyteller. It is it. It loves to create stories. OK, it loves to create the problems that it creates from those stories because it, it has this self-importance and it is through when we neutralize that aspect, move more into right brain, where we see the bigger picture, we are able to then be more connected, not just with ourselves, but with the individual that we're working with. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the left brain, it's very, very important to get the left brain out of the way. 
Okay. And so, yeah, being neutral is vital here. So, indeed, biophotons are what we consider to be the, um, the essential makeup um, within our um, atoms. People don't realize that essentially we are made up of energy and at the center of the atom, there is just space. But more importantly, there is light. And it's those biophotons <clears throat> that actually create our light body. It is that which we are tapping into. And when we are using the biophoton realignment mirrors, we are actually bringing in coherent light from the light spectrum into the person's light body or electromagnetic field or morphogenetic field. And it is this that is then making the changes through the light body. The, uh, the innate wisdom is taking that information. It is then uh, helping to mobilize any toxins or energy blockages in the field. And that subsequently works through the meridians. It works through the subtle Nadi system and ultimately ends up in the cells. And then the cells are transmitting that information through the body. And this is when the stress is reduced in the whole nervous system and the body can regulate. So th this is this is incredible what you you've just, you know, uh, explained how the unseen and the seen actually melds in order to you know become health for us and i think you know the purpose of this entire series this month is to look at the unseen because so much of our potential um is 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 held there and so many people go through an entire lifetime don't they and they don't actually look at what isn't in the physical and you know and that's where so much of us you know how do we be more more us that's where that's where it's all lying isn't it yes absolutely uh, and understanding that you know we're 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 looking at the realm of quantum physics here yes. and i won't say too much about quantum physics because you know people may just kind of nod off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah ultimately you know we have the potential because we are far more than people realize. We, we are into an integrated uh, organism, which combines mind, body, and spirit. And therefore, we literally have to heal on all those levels to, to really bring about perfect health. And it is, it is possible. And I have, I have proved this through my own health problems. I mean, many, many, many years ago, um, in my 20s, I actually had a terrible back problem. And it was the driving force for me to get into the, um, the you know, the, the health sector and looking at alternative healing approaches because mainstream couldn't really offer me any solutions. No. Um, and, you know, the, the best thing I was offered, well, you need a hip replacement. And I said, no, I don't need a hip replacement. Um, I believe the body can heal. And this is what I did. And even more recently, I have actually reversed my osteoarthritis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the possibilities are endless when we trust our innate wisdom. And I do this 
through working with the unconscious mind in biophoton therapy. Okay, the you know having worked uh, in with NLP, uh, I'm a, a, as well as a, being an NLP master coach, I studied NLP for many many years, and it offers so much. And the thing is that nowadays what we see is it can be used to really enhance and and support people. But unfortunately, it can also be used against us. And we have seen how that I have seen and many others have seen how that has been used against us, especially in the last three years. I I think we've written a lot about this. I think we absolutely agree with you. I mean, there have been entire behavioral um, psychology units set up to be using NLP and different types of behavioral programming to get people to do what they want. Yes. And the converse of that is if we reclaim our own power in that area, yes, we can use it to move mountains. And so before you carry on telling us about how we move the mountains, um, can you talk a bit more about um, this, you know, all powerful sort of left brain we've got and how it gets in the way the whole time? Yeah, I mean, the 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 unconscious mind is very, very helpful in as much that it is the prime directive of it is to preserve the organism. Mm-hmm. It holds our perfect health blueprint. It also takes things very, very personally. Um, but it loves to work things out and help us because ultimately without it, we don't exist mm-hmm. because it runs the show. It's in, ch- in charge of everything. The autonomic nervous systems are in charge of everything. And the left brain is our, it's like our identity. The left brain creates an identity about who we think we are. Okay, it is the storyteller. It will generalize things instead of actually um, talking about facts. The the right brain will deal with facts and reality, but the left brain loves to create the the problem and the solution, as far as I'm concerned. Um, When we're testing, it's very important, as we've said before, that the the left brain gets out of the way. Otherwise, it'll just create another story and say, well, this is happening and that's happening. Mm. And it's not true a lot of the time. Um, So, yeah, the the left brain, I had a lot of problems with when I was younger. And I think this is what spurred me on to really go along on the spiritual path and the enlightenment, enlightenment path. And it was through studying the likes of Byron Katie, she did the work, um, Adi Ashanti, um, who was, you know, working along the Zen Buddhist tradition. Um, I studied a lot of uh, Dr. David Hawkins, who, again, was the one who kind of initiated my interest in um, kinesiology because he used to use testing as well, um, considerably. And then ultimately, it was Jed McKenna, his book, Spiritual Enlightenment, when funnily enough, in 2012, I was actually reading his book. And that's when I had a spontaneous spiritual awakening. Um, And I'm talking about awakening in, in a form where all of a sudden the nature of reality revealed itself to me. And I could see how my identity just disappeared. 
And I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who I was. Um, and I was like that for three days where the egoic mind had literally just disappeared. And I was, I was working on autopilot, but I didn't know who I was. Um, but then it was three days later after that, the ego came flying back in the door, I would say. And it was, whoopee, we're enlightened. And, you know, ultimately, <laughs> it was just the left brain going, yes, we have another story. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I think what happened was in that awakening, the door never closed fully again. And it allowed me to really get in touch through that right brain, through that seeing the bigger picture and dealing with reality in its truest form. It helped me to discover and connect with my innate wisdom in a way that I'd never done so before. Um, and so this is why, uh, again, when I test, I have to be neutral because that left brain is, you know, it's a real one. It, it, it will try and sneak in there. So I've, I've got a way where it literally I just go blank when I'm when I'm testing. I'm just it's my intention to just focus on on what I'm testing uh, and then um, resolve it. So. So let me ask you about about the testing, because I know that people are going to be, um, you know, having a lot of questions running through their mind at the moment. And um, and so I um, because I am lucky enough to have experienced a session with you mm -hmm. and it is very powerful and it is very unique as well. And um, so what are you testing and how does this kind of relate in with the emotions and the unfelt feelings that people might have? Okay, so when I when I discovered uh, like kinesiology, I was following a, a specific program. But what has happened is I have changed it and evolved it to such a degree that it really isn't the same as it was when I when I first uh, learned it. And I've developed my own system, which I call psychophotonics. Mm -hmm. And psychophotonics is the name uh, that I will be using from now on for the system that I use. You know, what we're actually doing is we are testing the person's field using muscle testing, except I don't use muscle testing anymore more because I found that after I was using, um, you know, after so many tests, the body would just go, ah, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing this anymore and just start giving me false positives. The person would be tired. The nervous system would just say, just no, there's enough. So I started to use um, a device called a tensor, which is, I don't know whether you can see this, it's yes. really good with my virtual background. But this is the device I use, and, and that will give me yes or no answer. So when I'm looking and, 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 and testing, just pointing to these areas, the body will just give me back uh, the information as to whether it's blocked or not blocked. Now, what's fascinating about this is I developed this even further to get deep, more deeper into the emotions. For me, this was important because when I saw the connection with that Dr. Harmer had discovered and through my own experience of my own health challenges, I could see that uh, we needed something extra other than just 
dealing with oh you know, there used to be a certain way of dealing with emotions and this was not as effective as it could be so what i discovered is that i was able to link in through the teeth meridians i used a tooth chart and i was able to link in using the tooth meridians and then uh, link into the particular part of the brain where the blockage started the direct the app the actual location and then i discovered the emotion or the trauma now the the unconscious mind only understands the, the, the trauma and the conscious uh, the trauma as a frequency it doesn't actually understand it as the word let's say anger it doesn't mm. understand anger it understands the frequency so we were looking for the frequency of the emotion and then we would use Dr. Bradley Nelson's The Emotion Code. And we would simply use that with the mirrors and clear the emotion. And what we found is the whole pathway would clear and regulate, mm. including the emotion in the brain and the meridian and the tooth. Now, what was extraordinary about this was when we came to see the results, we would find that patients no longer had tooth pain. In fact, we, we, we did a study where we took a handful of patients who had infected teeth and we tested them using the Cavitao scan, which was um, a, an ultrasound device that can test for jawbone necrosis um, uh, and infection in, in the jaw. And we got the got the information and over a six month period the patient would return to me once a month and I'd give them homework and we would test supplementation to support their healing and what we found was that we could reduce the stress in the body and the body and the teeth would heal not only did the teeth heal but the rest of the body healed as well because we were alleviating the emotional trauma from the body and more importantly, the brain. Absolutely incredible because, um, you know, one of my favorite sayings is you've got to feel to heal. And we spend our whole lives trying to manage these things called emotions yeah. that you can't see, but do untold upset um, to us on 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 every level so i i mean this is really fascinating the fact that you've been able to use physical technology that you can actually see the results in the cavatar scan but you also have you know the ability to be able to look and see what's happening and and clear so i guess it's not just the meridian but it's the whole neurological pathway isn't it and yes does the neurological connections that have come off that suppressed frequency that the body's sequestered and held on to does that clear as well then all the sort of related elements it does because what what's so interesting about this and one of the recent discoveries was that trusting our innate wisdom to do the work okay to help us discover what's going on now obviously it's kinesiology does this anyway because it's giving us feedback obviously and and, and that feedback is very very important so the important thing with the unconscious mind is what I discovered was if you trust it, it will show you 
the priority that the emotions need to be uh, dealt with. Now, it follows the path of least resistance. And so what that means is that we may not understand the mechanism it uses, but what we find is that it will re it will clear and focus on the areas that are blocking. Let's say we have a, a tooth issue on um, wisdom tooth, and we know it's on the heart, small intestine meridian, and we know perhaps the heart is involved. But the unconscious mind will not go onto that tooth straight away because it knows that there's something else in the way uh, in terms of an emotion that needs to be cleared first. And so we follow that route first and then it will clear the next most important emotion. And it will take us to, you know, uh, the, the relevant tooth or the relevant meridian. And then we will clear the whole pathway. So it's it's trusting our innate wisdom that wants the very, very best for us. You know, I, I, I look at this as not just the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is also working with the higher self and the soul. And the soul reflects into our field. The soul is not. Many people think our soul is in our field. It isn't. It is it reflects into our field and gives us the information that we need. But the soul sees everything as perfect. The higher self, however, is the go between the unconscious and the soul. So that's giving us more information about the potential. Um, yeah. So when we do the testing and we're we're actually looking, we do pay attention to things that are happening in the field. And we know that we can have deeply held trauma. Where there's deeply held trauma within the body, the actual nature of consciousness connected with the body and with that trauma will mutate. And it will create its own identity, which actually looks like something um, that is, uh, you know, has its own identity and and you know then causes us problems when we take that out i will call them i call them negative energetic influences we clear that and then we can get access to the the underlying issue um that it presents with so the organ or the emotion so it's it's i mean it's really difficult to tap into our innate wisdom without actually being able to look into the multidimensional nature of us as, as human beings. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You have to think bigger picture with this. Yeah. But it, it many men, much of the time we don't trust. We doubt ourselves. You know, am I doing this right? It, and, and when you're using kinesiology, when you're muscle testing, it's, it's very important to keep practicing. Keep practice, 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 practice. And one of the things that I always say with all my patients, I teach them how to do this. I point them in the right direction. I give them information to, you know, all the tools that I use, German New Medicine, uh, the emotion code and kinesiology. Uh, you know, I give them the information so that if they want to learn this, it's very, very beneficial to do so. Mm. Because, you, you know, you're able to you're able to look at things from a different perspective. Yes. 
Yes, and it, it is it is the perspective of being able to take the bigger picture, you know, the the soul view over your life to be able to see um, what needs what needs work. And I think um, the you know being caught in the minutiae of the physical body, of the pain, of the illness, of the disease, of the bit that isn't working, um, it's very difficult to see very clearly from there. And so, I mean. Exactly you know, taking that step back and being able to look from a higher perspective and also be open to the fact that the, you know, the uh, our physical body ends up reaping the rewards of what comes into our energy field first, doesn't it? So yeah, if, absolutely. You, if you work there first, you can actually prevent things coming into the physical form as well. So, I mean, this is also, I mean, do you have people who come and work with you as a form of prevention? Yes, absolutely. I mean, not everybody comes for their teeth. You no. know, a lot of people will come for their teeth because they want to want to clear everything. But a lot of people, you know, I am seeing more people with chronic illnesses and we're, you know, they're finding the reason behind their trauma. They're finding, they're discovering what they need to do to clear it. And I have so many people who are actually using the emotion code now to actually clear that trauma. And because... You know, once we're clearing the trauma, energy densifies unless we are being intoxicated, um, you know, unless there's serious toxicity in the body. Ultimately, everything else is is energy. OK, everything else is emotion. And once we learn how to deal with our emotions or even if we can't deal with our emotions, let's just just be aware of what's going on. Just be aware of what's going on with the emotions to the point that you can then use something like the emotion code to clear, clear these emotions and reduce the stress in the body. And One so of the most important you, things. I was is, just going to say before you before you go on there, because you mentioned the emotion code a few times now, it would be lovely for you to just explain a little bit more and what uh, and what people might be able to do. Um, on their own if it's not possible for them to go and see because un unfortunately we can't clone you yet and I don't <laughs> think you're teaching your amazing therapy yet are you <laughs> it will be hopefully at some point in the future yes I will be um, right at this moment no I'm writing a book <laughs> the focus is on the book okay but, but uh, yeah at some point we will be we'll be teaching us the yeah, the emotion code is a brilliant book by Dr. Bradley Nelson. He wrote it, I believe, in the 90s. Um, he'd written another book called The Body Code. Um, now, the, the reason I was so interested about this, because he talks about the different types of emotions. So, you know, we're dealing with not just what we would call our own trapped emotions. We're also dealing with inherited trapped emotions that are direct from, you know, our parents. Um, we ha probably have a couple each uh, inherited emotions from our parents. We also have heart wall trapped emotions, which he talks about in his books, which, you know, the really protective ones that really are, are quite strong in us. And then we have inner heart wall. Many of us have an inner heart wall uh, as well, where these emotions reside. And these, the way of clearing this is working with the governing vessel which is um, a, a meridian that comes from the tailbone all the way up over the uh, up the spine, over the top of the head to, you know, right to the top lip. And the idea is that we're using the mirrors 
um, to clear and reverse the, uh, the excess stress caused um, by the emotion. And we're bringing the body back into regulation. And what's so fascinating is that the, the, when I'm doing psychophotonics, by the time I get to uh, check the organs at the end, I found even with chronically ill patients who have issues everywhere with their organs, I found that all the organs were regulating. Mm. Every single one of them, simply because the body is dealt with the, the original emotional trauma. Mm. It's uh, it, because also what it speaks to is the fact that we are actually hardwired to be well. Yes. The body, the body wants to be in in perfect form. So it it's it's striving for that. And when we put all of these things back in place again, the changes I, I know from when I experienced a session with you, I mean, they're really pretty rapid. Yes. I had a I had a, an international client and I do work with clients remotely. Um, and I had one gentleman I was working with and he had had tooth problems. He had failed implants and uh, he had all sorts of things going on health wise. Um, and what we found after one session. The tooth pain was completely eradicated and he started to heal that tooth where he had had two failed implants. He had gone everywhere. He could not find anybody who could stop this pain. And after one session, we stopped the pain. He also told me after the following weeks, because he was working with me quite regularly, all of his other health challenges started to subside. I, I'm not surprised by that because the quantum field has the most incredible intelligence and time and space means nothing but um but i think that um for some people i know they're still struggling with the left brain to kind of understand how all of this works in the quantum field how can you sit and do something in the uk for somebody in another country and they have such a profound uh effect i mean i wonder if you've got any other way of explaining it yeah, quite simply, because we're all consciousness. Yes. And I use the person's date of birth as their unique energy pathway. Mm -hmm. And because I'm working with a, a, a plate, a special plate, that uh, usually when I'm working in person with people, they, they lie on this plate. But when I'm working remotely with people, I use their name and their energetic pathway. And it's the same as if they were right in front of me. The only thing I can't do is test their leg length. But apart from that, I can do literally everything else. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, it's because we are all consciousness. Mm -hmm. We are one consciousness. And therefore, you are tapping into that consciousness of the individual um, in, a, in a very unique way, because it's it's showing you the, 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 the unique unique label of that person which yeah. the left brain will love because the yeah. left brain loves to label everything make <laughs> a story out of everything um and i think it's understand you know when you really are on the enlightenment path you really get to understand what uh the label or sorry what <laughs> what the left brain is is really on about and you, you can go oh i'm not like that am i oh yeah i am 
um, there's a fantastic book uh, called No Self, No Problem. Mm-hmm. And it's combining uh, neuroscience with Buddhism. And it's looking at this very issue of the left brain, creating story and creating our whole identity. And really, I think a lot of this makes more sense when you start to move away from labeling everything. Yes. And needing to pigeonhole, but that's where, yeah. uh, you know, my, my own sense of this is because if you are not connected into your innate wisdom um, and whatever you feel your divine intelligence is connected to, you, you, you need anchors for safety and security because that safety and security is not coming from your connection to source to the divine to yourself and so the the left brain labeling and pigeonholing becomes part of that safety and security mechanism that's that's certainly you know that's certainly what what i've seen and as um and for those that step into this enlightenment field and start to open their consciousness and start to awaken to all of these things the need to the need to label and pigeonhole becomes so much less and you become so much more open to um to healing at, at at multiple levels well you do but the ego fights hard yes it does. <laughs> yes it does the ego <laughs> fights hard to survive because it will it it when it when it feels it's about to be annihilated all your stuff comes up and this is an uh, another area that i am looking into at the moment i will say no more because it's i'm still working on it oh, but it, there is there, there is an area that i am looking at about if there is a pathway into the brain for this okay well i mean i think uh, any anyone who can find a shorter cut through the dark night of the soul that's um that's all that's always going yeah. to be of huge benefit um and I wonder just if you could talk a little bit more. I know you've made a lot of discoveries um, on your journey um, with working with other people, and you've talked about one of them. Um, are there any others you'd uh, you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 uh, this therapy works with animals as well. Oh, yes, of course. So the animals love it. Um, and I can remember it was one lovely story. I worked with a, a, a lady I knew who had a, a very elderly uh, Portuguese water dog. Absolutely beautiful little soul he was. But his back was very, very bad. And he would, he, you know, he ran, he couldn't run and he was, you know, permanently kind of limping. And we put him on, I had a smaller plate and I had, I, I took this plate with me and he sat on the smaller plate and I, I was just testing exactly the same. And we used the mirrors to clear uh, as much as we could. And um, he was done. He stayed on the plate. He was very, very good, very well-behaved dog. First thing he did when he got up, he got up and he stretched. And she said, he hasn't stretched like that in over a year. And he stretched his back, got up and ran off. And his back was absolutely straight. And he ran around the garden. So, you know, this this benefits when we're tapping in, we are literally tapping in to the intelligence of the universe and you are part of that universe. You know, it's it's understanding how we can use it. And this 
kinesiology and muscle testing is a wonderful feedback system. So what I, I recommend everybody uses the emotion code, even if it's just to help you understand the nature of emotions and how they affect us. I can remember one story um, in Dr. Nelson's book, and he was talking about a gentleman. He was a chiropractor. And he was talking about a gentleman who was trying to get the leg length right. And he just could not get the leg length right. No matter how much he tried, he thought this was crazy. And so he got the guy to stand up and he said, turn around, because he wanted to look at his back and, and just see. The guy was fully clothed. And he turned around and looked on the back of this guy's T-shirt. There was a picture of a hideous looking uh, clown with um, fangs and blood dripping off it, which is horrible. And anyway, he said, can you please take off your T-shirt? And he got, got him back on the bench and his leg length was completely equal. So what this shows us is that we can be influenced by symbolism. Yes. How powerful symbolism has on our field, even if it doesn't affect us on a mental uh, level, it is affecting us on an energetic level that the body finds incongruent. And, and this speaks to the music we listen to, the radio shows playing in the background, the television that's on constantly, even if people aren't watching it, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, this plays out in the, um, you know, in what Dr... I can never remember the guy's name who who did the um the, the that Hashimoto no not that's Hashimoto's <laughs> the um the the guy Dr Moto Dr Masaru Moto that's um, the one did all the uh, the the looking at the, the water crystals mm. yes and the water effect crystals. of yes the effect of frequency on water you know you can even place um you know if you have a water jug you can place it on a, a piece of paper which says I love you. And the 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 information of the I love you will infuse the water. Yes. You know, and if you play heavy rock music, the water won't like it. And we are 70 plus percent water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Water I'm... and light. <laughs> That's what we're made up of. Yes. Um that I mean that is a that is a beautiful image to to leave with people is that we are water and light because when you think about the type of water that you want to drink or put in or the type of light that fills you up um and then you look at what modern life is is doing to us it is understandable why you know many people's health trajectories are not going in the direction that they would like yes Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, we, we also look at the effects of electromagnetic frequencies on the body as well, because that plays a massive part as we move more into technology and doing things faster and quicker. And, you know, life gets more stressful because we, we are constantly being bombarded by the, the electromagnetic frequencies as well. And I mean, you can see this even in the clouds. I mean, we used to see much more beautiful scalar waves, um, especially see that more over mountains. 
Um, and, you know, effectively, this is what we are emitting scalar waves out of our, you know, out of our field. And we are affecting those around us. So, you know, when we are looking at ourselves, clearing those emotions, becoming more, you know, more, um, uh, more relaxed, more peaceful, more optimistic through the clearing of our emotional baggage, we, you know, our frequencies then rise more and we're emitting those frequencies. And we can, again, we can even use our outer reality, what's happening in our outer realities as another feedback system. Is life showing you the way? Is life reflecting back to you what you want in your life? Or is it reflecting back to you something you don't want into your life? And again, it's looking at, you know, how you perceive it and your, again, your feedback system. So we can't get away from this feedback system. There's all, uh, there's constantly feedback in our outer reality and how our lives, you know, uh, play out and also about how we're feeling about ourselves and ultimately that reality. So it's the microcosm and the macrocosm again. It is. It is absolutely. And, you know, what you've left us with is just such a strong understanding of how empowered each and every one of us is not yeah. just to heal the physical body but to actually create and live the life we want to lead but so much of our potential is in the unseen and we need to be able to open to that in order to be able to access it yes it's it's all within us and we are you know we are connected with our with our universe we cannot not be connected with us we're part of the field and the field will look after us we just need to trust ourselves and start practicing at how we speak to each other what we think you know what that left brain is pumping out you know mm -hmm. is it creating that story and then we're reacting to that story in such a way that we then feel miserable and so it's it's really looking at this stuff uh, and 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 just being gentle with ourselves. Yes, that is a wonderful note to bring our our chat today to a close. But um, before you uh, tell us how people can get in touch with you or find your work, um, are there any last thoughts that you'd like to that you'd like to leave with uh, with with our audience? Yeah, ultimately, it's about being getting quiet in the mind. When you are quiet in the mind, you allow the opportunity for the field to talk with you. You allow for your innate wisdom to really show you what you can achieve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there are so many incredible books out there about how to work in NLP, but also just sitting quietly, you know, looking at things that we love to look at. I mean, you know, just things that inspire us, you know, like rainbows, as you can see in my background. But, you know, just just nature is inspiring and how we can get quiet with it and then connect with that that feeling part of us. You know, um, we have once we really look at quantum physics and start to understand that there is there in there are no barriers that we are all one and that we have so much potential um 
I mean, if, if people are interested in looking more into what I do, um, if they want to know more about their teeth and how their teeth can be, you know, connect with, uh, you know, actually what's going on in the body, because um, obviously it's an integrative organism, of course it's going to be connected, then, you know, please, yeah, I'm, I'm at uh, the Dr. Elmer Jung Dental Clinic in Southampton. Um, that's where I work with my husband. Um, and you can, we're on the, uh, I think there's a website, uh, dr-elmar-jung.com. And we're going to we'll have everything, we'll have everything in the, in the notes underneath. Okay, so great. That people can find you, but you don't only see people with teeth issues. Because um, I think that's uh, that's the main thing is that I, I Sam Sam's work is expansive and deeply penetrating into many many different areas of of health and life, um, and yet she does this incredible work with people with teeth issues. And because um, um, her husband is Dr. Young, she's based in a dental clinic. So that is the context. <laughs> that is the context indeed, and it, you know it's. It's really fascinating when you understand how those pathways lead us. Uh, you know, when we pay attention, even even testing, just becoming a little bit more confident in your testing abilities to get that to measure that feedback within yourself, so that you can move forward and 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 optimize your health. You know, just using something as simple as the swaying method and holding you know the supplement that you take every day is this good for me you know how, how, does, how does the swaying method work i i because i'm i i was a kinesiologist i tend to use my arm when i do yes, a lot you of can. testing when i'm when i'm shopping when i'm doing all kinds of things mm-hmm. um, i use it constantly yes. but um but i but i think that is sometimes harder if you don't know what you're feeling for the switch in the muscle so exactly. um, do you share what the swaying method is the swaying method is literally you can you can have um, you can say to yourself, my name is and and you stand neutral and you start to feel a pull. Now, if it's a yes, the pull is usually pulling you forward. But I have known people who the yes is when they're testing supplements, it can push them back. Mm-hmm. So it really you set up your own. A, a way of testing which is is simply you know is the yes for me forward or is it backward and is the no forward or backward for me I get pulled forward for a yes and then I get kind of I move backward for a, for a no and it's literally mo- again moving out of the brain being neutral and just asking the question is this supplement good for me and you get a yes and it's and it's it's quite an imperceptible feeling you're not suddenly lurching forward and backwards when 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 you're doing it it's a you can subtle subtle yes very very subtle and this is why i say it takes practice because you you know sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong and it's about building up that trust I mean, sometimes there can be confusion, even when I'm working with people in the unconscious mind, the unconscious mind says, oh, it's 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 here, actually. And I'm thinking, mm, is that correct? And then I'll get a no, that's not correct. We need to t- test again. And so it's it's trusting how that innate wisdom relates to you and relays back to you, I should say. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Is that, that is- enough? 
that you you have given us so much food for thought. Thank you. I mean, I I know I could just talk, I could talk to you for hours and hours, and uh, and I and I love uh, I love when we get together because you you just have so much wisdom, and and I think that you've really shown how people can tap in to their innate wisdom and that we all have it, and that we're not victims and we're not powerless, and we have all of these things to draw on. So Sam, thank you so very much for being with us today. And um, for all of you who've enjoyed um, what Sam's had to say, you will find all the details to be able to find her um, and uh, in, in the notes below. And um, if any of you are practitioners who would really love Sam to finish her book and think about putting a course together, <laughs> then that feedback is also going to be really useful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you. <laughs>